Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Welcome to the Miami Dolphins fifth quarter show on the Miami Dolphins radio network. Miami Dolphins football on the Miami Dolphins radio network is sponsored by Ticketmaster, official marketplace of the NFL. Get tickets now at Ticketmaster.com slash Dolphins. Seminole Hard Rock Hollywood, South Florida's ultimate entertainment destination. Rubenstein Law, 1-800-FL-LEGAL. Chevron with Tecron, Chevron, together, ahead. Totino's Pizza Rolls, take home gating to the next level. It's Totino's or game over. You're listening to the fifth quarter postgame show, brought to you by the Palm Beaches. What is up, Dolphins? And welcome to the fifth quarter postgame show on the Miami Dolphins radio network. It's a victory edition of the postgame show. What? Miami Dolphins, a victory edition of the fifth quarter postgame show. The Miami Dolphins podcast network, as you can hear, is all here. Seth Levitt and a very well-dressed OJ McDuffie to my left here from the fish tank. Seth, you're dressed pretty well, too. I am Travis Not like this guy. The host of the Drive Time well, Podcast, Juice, uh, Seth, a win, a win, a win, a win. OJ, want to go to you here first, as we do every single Sunday here on the post game show. What does that locker room look like right now? Seven game winning or losing streak rather snapped. We saw some jubilation from the guys there at the end on that fumble that kind of looked like it put the final nail on the coffin. What does it mean for those guys in that locker room right now? Man, it means a lot, man. You know, these guys actually, you know, they feel the heat. You know, we we feel it all the time as as what we do for the Dolphin organization. But as players, man, there's nothing like feeling that. And I, I honestly, I don't know what a seven game losing streak feels like. <laughs> That's what he told me before. I, the show. I'll be. I'll keep it 100. You do, <laughs> just not from <laughs> not, their not perspective. From, yeah, not from their right. perspective, man. I got it. But for those guys, man, you know, they 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 read the press clippings. You know, they read all the social media. They see all the stuff that's going on, you know. So they know what's going on and what's being said about them and the organization, what's going on, what's being said inside that locker room. But nobody's been inside that locker room but them, you know. So, honestly, not a pretty game. Seth hit me. We, 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 we were chatting during the game. Ugly game. But I don't care how you, you know, just find a way to win, right, Big Seth? I mean, no matter what, find a way to win. Because oh, yeah. there's one team that's going to go get on a plane and not feel good about themselves. There's another team that's got their second win this season, which is us, and they're going to be okay about it. They're going to be able to go grocery shopping this week, Seth. Yeah. <laughs> they're going to be able to, you Publix know. is open. Yeah. They're, yeah, they're going to be able to show up at Publix now. You know <laughs> what I mean? It's going to be great for these guys, man. And little victories, man. Honestly, 1-0 this week. We're 1-0 again, Big Seth. You know, and that's all that matters right now, Travis. And I'm, I'm just happy for those guys, man, because, of course, you know, they've been hearing the 
you know, all the chatter, and most of the chatter has been about not necessarily them, but just the whole organization as a whole. You know, so let's let's yeah. quiet for a little bit. And we got a Thursday game. I wish we had a Sunday game. You know, so we get I get a few Soak more it days. Up a little get bit a few more, more days. Yeah. But, I, but now, now that we've you know gotten off the snide against the Houston Play the Texans, hot hand. yeah, yeah, I got and it. we got a, you know Houston Texans. No matter what owners, we're going to get at Baltimore as well. And Seth wants to move on to Baltimore, but he's going to let us give us at least one hour right now talking about the Texans, right? At, at least two. One hour. We'll go two, two hours. hours. Two hours. Yeah, yeah, we'll go two hours today. Bet. We haven't had an opportunity to do this too often, Joe. So, bet. so, so we talked. Joe alluded to the kind of ugliness of the football game. They're the most turnovers in a game in the NFL since 2016, which Ooh. actually happens to be a Ryan Fitzpatrick game for the New York Imagine Jets that. against the Kansas City Chiefs, in which he threw five picks in that huh. game. Like Danny used to say, right, what's the difference between three and five picks? It's all the same after that much. But Seth, so five turnovers for the Dolphins offense, four sacks, 262 yards of offense. They were nine for 16 on third downs, two penalties for 13 yards. But I want to turn this around because that's the offensive stats, and you won the football game because your defense showed up to play today. Well, the defense sure did show up to play. Uh, look, let's not kid ourselves. You're not supposed to win a football game when you turn the ball over five times. Right. But – this just so happened to be the day that you showed up and the other team was 1-7 and seven as well. So, you know, it, there was some bad football. There was a lot of bad football, but there also were some things that I can't wait to talk about today uh, that, that were exciting to watch. And, and we talked about this before. I think it was, it was either last week or was it the lunch bunch? It's like, you know, what are you cheering for? Yeah. And I love every Sunday or every opportunity there is to turn on or to show up to a Miami Dolphins football game, regardless of the record. And this is one of those days where we get to feel good about ourselves. And as you said, Juice, everybody in that locker room, everybody in that coaching staff, everybody who works for the organization, whether it's in a personnel department, whether you're supposed to fix the TV here or whatever it might be, <laughs> right. you feel a little bit better about yourselves right. today. And that's what winning does for you. And it was so needed. If nothing else, they get to breathe. Nope. Just a chance to take a deep breath, man. And I think these guys deserve it. You hear Coach Flores talk about it every week. These guys work hard. They practice hard. He believes they're doing it the right way. Today it paid off. And you saw the execution of from that defensive side of the ball. And also some offensive drives they sustained. And if it wasn't for the mistakes, I think we could have seen a, a significant <laughs> yeah. blowout game today. I mean, that's, yeah. that's kind of yeah, what we're talking about. Yeah, but that's the story of the season, all right? All season yeah. long. Yeah. And, and we got a couple of segments we're going to get to today that we haven't done since week one, like game balls, for instance. So oh, I can't wait. Stay tuned Tease for that, that a little bit, Travis. Let's soak that one up, Th too. There's some good options on this team today, Juice, because I, I, you know, I was looking at the way this, this defense played and kind of got back to, to that pressure look we talked about last week a little bit where they brought more guys on blitzes. The defensive backs were all over the place. Yeah. And yeah. just a quick teaser, game balls, I'm going to be in that secondary for my game ball because I thought a couple guys played really good games back there. But, Juice, what did you see out of this defense today, man? Because we listed off our stats offensively. I'll pull up theirs for you here in just one second. What did yeah. you see on yeah. the office defense? Well, you know, I, what, I, what I saw was what's, what's interesting. Remember the comment last week, I think, um, Javon Howard made about we're finally back to doing some of the things that we'd done before. You know what I mean? I saw us today doing some of the things we did before, bringing pressure from the secondary. Love that. Bringing more guys than they can block, putting heat on guys, trusting that, you know, number 24 and number 25 on the, on the outside can make these – can cover these guys, you know, and, and that's what was, what was good. I also saw with that being said, you know, Javon Holland's becoming that guy Ooh, as boy, a young guy really that's is. able to, to handle that situation. And that's what you have to – when you start sending pressure, you got to make sure your guy in the middle of the field, deep, your deep safety, you know, your, your center fielder is able to handle it. He's been doing it very well. So I love the fact that Ogba was able to get home. And when they weren't getting home, they were batting balls down, you know, things that you, you teach but you don't see it happen a lot of times. Tyrod Taylor's been a, a nemesis to us yes, no matter he where he's been. 
Every time he lines up against Dolphins, he's, he's kicked our butt, seems like, every time. You know, for them to have him contained and be able to go out there and, and, and put the pressure on him and get there. We got there today, man. Even with pressure before, we didn't get there. Today, with pressure, we got there. So, the defense, man, hats off to those guys. They went out there and played well. Forced four turnovers, I believe. That, that last fumble at the end, I think, gave them the fourth one. And, um, but, man, that was, that was fun to watch. Conversely, our turnovers, you know, didn't kill us. We're only Not minus. We were only minus one in the turnover battle, which is a which is the difference of the whole thing. And, and what did we, you know, what did the Dolphins yield with those turnovers? Six points, right? Yeah. Yeah. The defense I mean, and sudden shocking. change. Defense sudden change was amazing today. They did a great job. Five turnovers yeah. and you only give up. I think it was six points. I will have to go back and run those numbers, but that is impressive. Yeah. It was uh, the the plus thirty three yard line, the plus twenty three yard line, both resulted in field goals. One of those a one yard drive, four plays, one yards, three points. Kind of how it goes sometimes. Juice, you mentioned Tyrod Taylor, 24 for 43. That's 55%, pretty low in today's NFL. 240 passing yards, no touchdowns, three interceptions, five sacks, 42.8 passer rating. So the Dolphins got after him big time. In total, 272 yards allowed, the four takeaways, the five sacks, six for 17 on third down. The recipe was kind of what it was a year ago, like you mentioned. And quickly to that point, Juice, I want to talk to you about this because I saw a lot in this game. I think we're seeing it more and more each week. You talked about Javon Holland. Rookie safety, he's played this was his eighth NFL game today, correct? Or ninth NFL game. Right. Brandon Jones, one year, nine games in. I'm seeing these two guys operate as, you know, agents of chaos that don't play the same agents position. Agents of chaos. Do you like that, Seth? That they, sounds like a really cool poster. It sounds like a, a terrible punk band or something. <laughs> they, they, these guys can rotate and play each other's role. The it's it's interchangeable. So as a receiver, when you have yeah. these safeties that can – I'm going to go down in the box. Next play, I'm going to the deep post, and we're going to cap yeah. this guy, and we're going to blitz you, and I'm going to rotate. What does that do for a receiver, or I guess maybe for a quarterback, but just the right. offense in general, when you have two safeties that can do it all? I think that's how you go out and get your safeties. You have to have safeties that can play center field or ones that can come down the box no matter what because you know how it works, Travis and, and Seth. When, you know, when, when teams run motion, they're determining whether you're going to be in man-to-man or if you're going to be in, in, in zone. But if you can do that and you can bring your safeties, just swap. All right, I got free. You go, you go to strong. And then I can still bring pressure from there. It's it's a huge thing, man. And, you know, and the whole key to the whole scheme right there is guys being smart about what they're supposed to be doing. Because now if you start doing that and trying to get too cute and we start messing it up, then teams will take advantage of that. But the fact that these guys are on the same page and they can interchange at that position, which is great, because we saw them both come off the edge. We saw Nick Needham come off the edge. We, but everybody's able to cover up. There are a few times now, it's B100, where the guys are still running free, but the pressure calls for errant passes. You know what I mean? That's, that's one thing that we still have to tighten up. Even though we got there sometimes and called some errant passes, some guys are still running free and they couldn't connect. But at the same time, man, it was fun to see that. It's fun to see guys finally get home from different positions. It's finally good to see Agba finally getting those one-on-ones, you know, and able to get, make the opportunity the best of his opportunities as well. And uh, – Man, man, that, the defense, man. And, and let's, you know, to be transparent here, that, that was my fantasy football defense, too. Let's go. It's my, it's my, it's my Dolphins today. <laughs> I knew it was going to be a big day, and boy, did they show yeah, up. Yeah, that was a great call. I, can, I just feel for anybody who started Tyrod Taylor on their <laughs> fantasy team. I don't know if there's many people that did that. Uh, well, 
If Aaron Rodgers was your quarterback, maybe you did. Maybe You know, Juice came up here and told me, why don't you put Jordan Love in, Travis? I'm like, that's a great idea. That's what I should have done. We're going to save that for, for maybe the second hour because I have major issues with that. But right now, yes. I'm feeling good Juice, about it. Juice, where were you three and a half hours ago, bro? You could have helped my lineup know, and helped me I win know. this game this week. I could have used that well, advice. My wife does my fantasy football team, so yeah. So you mentioned the, the, the interchangeability of the safeties and what it does to confuse a quarterback or a receiver. That's what happened on Javon Holland's pick. They had both those guys were lined up over the slot cor- the slot receiver, and that usually indicates if you're going to cap a, a, a cornerback that he's going to blitz, right, because you have to right. fill that spot. And so Jones blitzes, yep. and then Holland gets out and rotates back to the deep post, goes all the way to the other side of the field. Yep. Boom, Jones hits, makes the hit on Taylor. Uh, Holland winds up with the pick on the other side of the football. I thought that was awesome to see. And the, the athleticism on both oh, of those incredible. guys. Perfect center field incredible. play right there. He went a long way to get to that one. And he had the tippy-toe to keep it in bounds right yeah. there, you know. So yeah. he went a long way to get that one for sure. That's all he did at the University of Oregon. And it, it paired up well with the pass rush, right, Seth? And I kind of asked you at some point in the game, we got a quick minute to get it before we get out here, but I want to go back and talk about this on the other side, actually. The Emmanuel Ogba-Jalen Phillips combination today where I asked you what Jason Taylor was saying, and you're like, oh, yeah, let me put the radio buds in my <laughs> so ear. I to put my headphones in. <laughs> I wanted to hear his breakdown because there was a play where Jalen Phillips, I thought, showed you exactly what he's capable of doing. We'll talk about that. We're going to talk about the quarterback situation with what happened in the game today. We'll hear from Coach Flores. Before we do that, we're not going to speculate until we hear from Coach on that. Game balls. Game balls, guys. And the drive of the game. All of that and a whole lot more coming up on this edition of the postgame show. Again, the final score from Hard Rock Stadium. Dolphins 17, Texans 9. You're listening to the fifth quarter postgame show on the Miami Dolphins radio network. Brought to you by the Palm Beaches. In season or off season, you and your car make a great team. Take care of it with Chevron with Techron for unbeatable cleaning and mileage. It's a winning play. Chevron, together ahead. And guys, I want to come back to this graphic I saw in the game before we get back to the Ogba and Phillips discussion because I thought they were fantastic in this game again. And I do want to hear if JT had any comments on the play of those two guys. But real quick, Seth, there was a graphic that was flashed on the screen during the game on the broadcast. We, we were in the press box. We kind of watched the game and peek up at the television every once in a while, the working television there in the press box. <laughs> and they flashed a graphic that coming into this game today, Miami led football games this year 32% of the time, trailed 41%, and were tied for 27%. And they took the lead in this game with 641 to play in the first quarter and never gave it, never gave it back. So that percentage had to have increased big time today. Sure. What does that tell you? I'm trying to, trying to figure out what that means because we talked about this. The statistics are not great. They're towards the bottom of the league in a lot of key statistics. But this has to mean something to me, and I can't figure out what it is. Can you help me with that at all? Uh, great. Yeah, <laughs> sure. I, yeah, I got all the answers here. Well, look, you know what? We heard Coach Flores a few weeks ago in his postgame press conference talk about how the margins of error are so small and how there's just two or three plays or four or five plays per game that make the difference in most football games and how the Dolphins have just been on the wrong side of that too many times. And I think that's what he's talking about. You know, they're – there were a handful – well, not even a handful, right? We can point to three blowouts this season where you can't say, well, we could have or should have won that one. But every other game, you know, the Dolphins weren't just competitive in those games, guys. We, how many games were lost with literally last-second field goals yeah. to, to, to hit zero on the clock? Yeah. How many games did we see that this year? How many games did we say – these are games that we absolutely should have won. Not not before the game, just looking at the records, but games that in watching the way it was yeah. played, they should have won, but there were too many missed opportunities or you didn't the ball didn't bounce in your favor towards the end and you left you left yourself kind of exposed there. So I think that's what that graphic is supporting, Travis, is that the Dolphins do get ahead in these games, right? They do uh, keep these games competitive juice. 
but they're just kept finding ways to lose. Yeah. And th- today that never happened. And I, and I know, you know, we got the Twitter tough guys talking about, well, uh, you're playing a one and seventeen. That's what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, oh, oh yeah, go ahead and celebrate. Well, hell, if you're going to be upset and want to want to fire the entire franchise <laughs> because you. they lost to Jacksonville, well, then you then you should be able to celebrate right. beating the team you're supposed to beat in theory. Okay, and so two teams showed up one and seven, but as you said, Juice, one's going home one and eight, and right. and it's not the Dolphins. Right. It's, this is NFL, Big Seth. Look, I mean, look, Jacksonville just beat Buffalo. The they cream get of the paid crop. Too. Well, that's the, true. In the part, probably the league, not just the AFC. So what happens? You talk about the close losses we've had. Yeah, Buffalo beat us down a little bit. You know, we we had a <laughs> terrible game against Tampa Bay. Buffalo beat us again. But the other games you're talking about, we're field goals away from being from winning these games. Yeah. But the difference now is our defense actually stepped up at the end and made some plays. Offense, let's, let's be keep it 100 real quick, didn't do anything in the second half for the most Correct. part. That's, that's it was all about defense. It was a little sloppy today. I, I think we could say right, that. Yeah, <laughs> you love that. Ooh, he, he was waiting on that. I didn't know if it was going to come, when it was going to come. But, yeah, it's, he, it's he was early. Sense. He was waiting for that when they announced the starting quarterback <laughs> back at 1130 this morning, whatever time it was. But at the same time, though, man, we <laughs> talked about this over and over and over again that – our bread is buttered with the defense, and our defense did what they were supposed to do today. Give us the ball Absolutely. back in short fields, get in there and get stops and sudden changes when we did turn it over. That's what, that's what this, de- this team was built like. You know what I mean? So that was, that was perfect. And, and you know what, Juice? If the defense is going to hold them to nine, all the offense had to do was score 10, but they scored 17. So Correct. you know what? I'll go ahead and celebrate. You, okay. I'll go ahead I'll, and celebrate. I'm with you on that. Yeah, over with you on that. Yeah, so I think right now, man, it's, there's nothing. That, I, I don't care what anybody says, man. We – and, and let's just keep it like we always hear all throughout the week. You, me, and Travis, we go back and forth in terms of reading what people are saying on Twitter. Like we really give a damn, but we really laugh at most of the people that sit there and talk the trash about our team no matter what. And then the people that want to talk trash after a win, I, like I just told this dude on Twitter, you can kick rocks. <laughs> Honestly. With no shoes on? With, with no no <laughs> shoes on. And, and use my bad foot back in, you know, 2000. Oh, man. It's really going to hurt. You know what I mean? I, it's, I just don't get it. You call yourself a Dolphin, you know, no matter what, win, lose, or draw, this really is any given Sunday. Celebrate your team. And we're going to celebrate our victory. Even though we've only got two wins this year, today's the day to celebrate. I don't care. Yeah, 100%. You enjoy the wins when you get them. The Dolphins fan club nation that was out at Bo Campers on Saturday night, they got to come here and see a victory. That's all I care about. Those fans are going crazy. They were clapping. They were juiced up. The fans were, were going amazing. crazy all game long, and that's what this Dolphins fan base does when you get a chance to be around them in person, not online. So let's go ahead and transition here real quick. And, you know, just real quick to, to close this segment out, we're going to punt again on the Phillips and Ogba thing. Yeah, did you ever get back to We that? didn't because right. we're getting close on the end of the segment. But I want to <laughs> do something that you guys are both going to scoff at, and I, I love doing that to make the show oh, fun, boy. right? I, I smell some analytics. Nope, it's not. It's not. So you're talking about the perception of the team. We have a game in four days, right? I'm not going to pull a Seth and, and punt the post-game show and talk about Baltimore, <laughs> but I will say that that's a team that if you beat all Hold of the a right sudden, there's a little bit of conversation about, hey, the Dolphins have kind of turned the corner here and are playing better football because Baltimore, you want to talk about a thorn in your side, Buffalo or Houston from the past however many years. Baltimore's a team that this, yeah. this Dolphins t- club has had a hard time with. And so what I'm trying to get to you guys is if you find a way to beat Baltimore, don't do it, Travis. Don't don't go past that game. Don't do it. <laughs> one practice at a time, Seth. That's it. One walkthrough at a time. Alignment one assignment. At a time. Don't do it, Travis. One game at a time. But the remaining schedule after that? Don't do it. Jets two times. Giants. Travis, Panthers, don't do it. Saints, Jacksonville just beat Buffalo 9-6 for crying out loud. Don't do it. Titans without Derrick Henry. Enjoy Patriots this one. Team don't you already do it, beat. man. 
I'm just saying. You had five turnovers you can, today. You don't can, do it. You can change the perception that you have going into the offseason. Whether you make a postseason push or yeah, not, I'm not even calling for that. It, but you can change the perception of this football team with you just continue to build on the things you did well, get better at the things you didn't do, and find a way to win those games, Seth. You talked about those close margin losses. You find a way to find win those games. Find a way to win Thursday. In those second half of the season <laughs> performances, you can – because the narrative has been difficult the last couple of weeks. You can start to reshape that, and it started today with the win. That's why I'm happy we got a win today, Juice. Yeah, definitely. It's a runaway freight train. Yeah, yeah I, I can't love it. Stop you can't me. stop me. He, he, he's been waiting, Big Seth. He's been waiting, Big Seth. You know what I mean? Because, you know, we, we try, and Travis is the best at finding positivity, you know, for the last two months. Yeah. It's been two months, right? And now he's got a reason to, to gloat about it and look forward to the upcoming schedule. Because can we do anything about the last – Seven losses or whatever? Can't go backwards. Can't go backwards, right? So we're looking forward now. But not to next game. We're looking forward to talking about what's going on right here, you know, <laughs> after this game right here. So I'm, I'm excited about it too, man. And think about it. You know, we'll get a chance right now to see how good we are against Baltimore. If we can beat Baltimore on Thursday in a short week at home, you know, it's going to be a nice Baltimore-Miami-friendly crowd. That's a great situation. But right now, these guys are talking about what they just did right there, and there's a lot to clean up, obviously. But what they have to clean up can help them be a better team against Baltimore coming up on Thursday. And Baltimore, you know, they they got a, they squeaked out a win today, right? Did against they get an OT? Minnesota, they went I think. To OT. By three, I think they beat Minnesota. But they're, 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 now they've got to come and they've got to get ready for a short, right. short week, get on the road to Miami. Because I feel like the last few times we've played them on a Thursday night, we've had to go to Baltimore. I I think we have. That is not a lot of fun. That was the Kiko Alonso-Joe Flacco game, if you remember that. Oh, Kiko Alonso. And actually, you know what? What actually gets me even more excited about this game and thinking about this is you have two pretty solid back-to-back defensive performances. I know the Buffalo game got away from you late, but there was a good game plan there that put a good offense kind of on hold for two and a half quarters. You come out and do what you did today. If you can find a way to do it against Lamar Jackson, who's somewhat of a litmus test for you. Seth, that's why I started Tyrod Taylor, because this defense has struggled against running quarterbacks the last two weeks. Allen got one big run. Wait a minute. Otherwise, they didn't do much. Oh, wait a minute. See, I have a problem with this, and I thought we were going (laughs) to save it to the end, Travis. So you started somebody against your Miami Dolphins because he's been effective against your Miami Dolphins? Hedge your happiness, Seth. Come on. You cannot. I'm with you, Big Seth. Juice, I have a major (laughs) problem with this. This is why I don't even mess with fantasy football. Man, oh, man. Man, oh, man. I've never drafted anybody for doing And I'm not talking about the kicker. You didn't take the the kicker who's playing against your guy. You picked the quarterback. Of all the people. Speaking of quarterbacks, when we come back from the break, because I know Biff is going nuts here. We got like a minute. (laughs) When we come back from the break, we cannot ignore the fact that there was a change at quarterback today for the Miami Dolphins. So I want to make sure we do touch on that. We will cover that. And just to make you happy here, real Seth, get to your new Kia. Get your new Kia. With Gunther Plus at Gunther Kia or online at GuntherKia.com. For car buying done your way, you got to get to Gunther. Again, the final score here from Hard Rock. Dolphins 17. <laughs> Dolphins 17. Texans 9. I forgot who we were playing there for a second. You're listening to the fifth quarter postgame show on the Miami Dolphins Radio Network, brought to you by the Palm Beaches. Give your game day menu the perfect kick of spice with Old El Paso. Try recipes the whole team will love, like slow cooker, cheesy chicken enchilada bean dip, air fryer beef taquitos, or carnitas mini taco bowls. Visit OldElPaso.com for these recipes and more game day favorites. Old El Paso taco together. I like that phrasing there. (laughs) (laughs) So speaking of taco, one food-related sack we saw in this game was a sandwiching between Emmanuel Ogba and Jalen Phillips. Do you guys like that segue transition right there? Uh, Jalen Phillips, <laughs> Emmanuel Ogba, I struggle to get their names out here. I thought I had a fantastic game in this one, Seth. We're finally going to get to the segment here because 
Ogba has two and a half sacks on the game. Another pass breakup. I'm convinced he would have three blocks a night if he played down the street for the Miami Heat. Jalen Phillips gets a sack in the game as well. But there's a play I want to talk about that I, I was hoping to hear some JT commentary. I guarantee you I blew he, it. he loves that play, and we'll talk to him for about it later in the week, hopefully. But there was a play, and Juice, I want to get you to weigh in as well on this afterwards. Phillips, there's an option play with Taylor kind of taking on the defensive end, which is Jalen Phillips in the situation. And Phillips wipes out both the, the, keep, the quarterback keep option and Tyrod Taylor on the pitch, and he winds up getting out there and flagging that thing down and taking the running back out. So he basically takes out two players on an outside sweep play where he has to have a foot race with a running back and Tyrod Taylor. That's pretty special stuff, though, from your first-round draft pick. Yeah, I, I thought so, Juice. I mean, look, I like great defensive end play. There's no question mm-hmm. about it. And <laughs> I, I, what I loved about that, right, you saw kind of speed to power, physicality, yeah. and then, he, he, as you said, the wheels start rolling, yeah. and he makes the play and trips up the running back. And it was like, what else can you ask for the guy to do on that play? But that, that wasn't the only play. I mean, that definitely was a standout yeah. play. He had the half sack there with, uh, with Ogba. And the interception late in yes. the game. Now, bonehead play by Taylor, you know, Tyrod Taylor. I, I don't know what a guy who has been in the league this long is thinking when he makes that play. But Phillips comes from the other side of the field, chases him down, has to get around Van Ginkle, who's got completely <laughs> turned around. So Van Ginkle's just trying to stay on his feet. He has, to, he has to get around him. It looked like that, you know, you ever see that tag on television where they're diving through the things and going over and chasing guys around? And then he – just again turns on the jets taylor's running for his life hits his arm and then you get that little floater to baker does a great job keeping his toes in there i thought it was really an outstanding day for the rookie who has caught a lot of heat it's so easy and lazy i think when people want to start looking at draft picks that they're being critical of and they start lumping phillips and waddle into there which i think is ridiculous (laughs) because both of those guys to me are showing that they're going to be good football players here for a long time yeah i tell you what you're seeing from Jalen phillips is you're seeing a guy that's starting to get it you know at the beginning Mm -hmm. as a young guy you start. You're thinking way too much. Now I think he's starting to. He's no more. He knows more, and he's able to react and just play better and play more, play faster. When you're thinking out there as a football player, there's no way you can play at top speed because you're wondering, am I doing the right thing? Am I not doing the right thing? Now that he's kind of starting to get. He's starting to understand what his role is and what his responsibilities are. He can play at top speed, and not to mention how a massive of a man he is at, at that position. So now him and Ogba on the opposite side of each other. Ogba's going to get the more opportunities, two and a half sacks today, half a sack like you talked about, Seth, with, uh, with, with, with Jalen Phillips. He's going to get more opportunities now because Jalen Phillips is coming around. Yes. You, you, saw, you saw what happened with JT and Trace and, and, and Adewale being on the opposite side because Absolutely. of those situations. Those now both of these guys are going to be able to go after guys. Yep. And you got you to you, – any guy of those two you leave one-on-one, you're going to have the best opportunities to make plays. And we're starting to see that now. If you bring some extra pressure too – and our guys are 24 and 25 in the corners, number eight in the back. That's what we, that's what we talked about. Yeah. Right. That's what, that's we, what we were excited see. about at the beginning that's of the year. That's what we year, exa- right? no expected to see from the beginning, and that's what's coming with him. And look who you're talking about, three players who are in their first or second year. That's got to make you excited about the future of the way the, the coverage and the yeah. pass rush matches up there. And you know my favorite part about that was? On those, those two plays, the Baker pick and the play before that was an Ogba sack. And they aligned Ogba off the edge there. I think it was a five-tech right off the tackle's outside shoulder. Phillips tech. was inside. Yeah, he was at the three-tech. That's a five-tech. He was at the three-tech. And so in the first play, they stunned.
shunt him. So what that means is, is Phillips goes out and Ogbaugh crosses over inside. And he and Phillips took the guard and just completely wiped him out of that gap and gave Ogbaugh a free swinging gate to come down and close the quarterback and get a big sack. A little E.T. game there, huh? A little E.T.? You're, you're dank straight, Juice. I almost said a bad word there. You're, 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 <laughs> you're darn right. I don't, yeah, think that's, I don't think that's a bad word. I don't know. I'm keeping right. it straight. Keep I'm keeping it, it straight. Borderline, leave it alone. Keeping it G-rated here on the postgame show. <laughs> For but now. The very next play. He does, he does the exact same thing, only this time, rather than stunting outside, he twists inside and runs over the center juice. Yeah. We're talking about a 310-pound center that he bowls over and then go back to the speed I talked about on the option play. He flags down Tyrod Taylor, wins a foot race against him, forces that weird throw that you talked about. I, I don't know, guys. I'm sitting here watching the ability that he has, and I think that once he starts to put it all together and, and kind of become a, a seasoned veteran in a year or two, Watch out, man. Yeah, I'm not saying – I am not. I don't want to go out there. I'm not going out of limb, but you're seeing some flashes, you know. When you can put a whole game – I know a guy that Seth, Seth Levin knows very well that did this for four quarters every game, you know, I mean, named Jason Taylor. But when you see some of those flashes, like that speed, that power, running through guys. One thing about JT that people, you know, underestimate was his power. JT played with leverage. He played with strength. He played with speed. He played with smarts, you know. And that's how he was so good. You got a, you got a guy, you got a tackle or whoever set up for the speed rush, the next thing you know he's going to bull rush him. You know, he got him set up for the bull rush, next thing you know he goes around where he spins back inside. When you got a guy this young that can start making some of those things come around and come together, you know, that's, a, that's, that's, a, that's what you're looking forward to in the future of a guy. But it's going to take a lot more of those plays down the road, you know, to show that he's that type of player. But we see it, and that's, what you, that's all you can look for right now is seeing the potential in a guy like that that can, in the future with the speed, power, being able to play inside, outside, run guys down, never stops playing. Right. This kid, his motor never stops, and that's what you look for as well. I agree. That smells like a game ball candidate, guys. It's, it's getting that way. And candidate. You talk Possibly. about Jalen Phillips being a first-year player. That was kind of the story of the game for the Dolphins. First and second-year players really producing big time. So Phillips has the sack, also a big-time play there on an interception that kind of contributes to it. Jalen Waddle, eight catches for 83 yards on the game. Javon Holland gets his first career pick. Brandon Jones was in on the pressure on that play. So, again, guys, these young ones, they're the ones kind of creating the fire here and starting things up for this defense and getting things going. It's great to see, and it gives you some, some excitement here heading into the second half of the season. We're going to talk about the Tua Tungavailoa situation, not playing this game today, as well as hear from Brian Flores coming up next. But for now, get your new Kia with Gunther Plus at Gunther Kia or online at GuntherKia.com. For car buying done your way, you got to get to Gunther. Again, the final score from Hard Rock Stadium, Dolphins 17, Texans 9. There's some music. You're listening to the fifth quarter postgame <laughs> show here on the Miami Dolphins Radio Network, brought to you by the Palm Beaches. Dolphins are back in action, and this season you can be back in the stands to experience it all live. Get verified tickets from Ticketmaster, the official marketplace of the NFL, and you won't miss a single epic moment. And rest assured, if your plans change, Ticketmaster has you covered because selling your seats securely with Ticketmaster is as easy as a few taps. Get tickets now at Ticketmaster.com Dolphins. Let's go ahead and pause 10 seconds so our stations can identify themselves. You're listening to the Miami Dolphins Radio Network. WQAM Miami, WPOW HD2 Miami, WKIS, WKIS HD1, and WKIS HD2 Boca Raton, home of the Miami Dolphins, powered by Anajar and Levine Accident Attorneys. Again, the Dolphins win 17-9. It feels good to say this. Let's go to a victorious Brian Flores at the podium right now. It's good to get a win. Um, always good to get a win. It's good to get a win. Yeah. 
Yeah, so he got hurt um, or banged it last week, finished the game in Buffalo. I uh, was limited all week. Uh, look, he's tough. He tried to go. It really just became a uh, more of a how far could he throw? Would he be able to kind of make all the throws we need him to make? Um, but we thought it was enough to put him in a backup role. Um, and uh, we felt like that was the best thing for the team. Um, so we would have to change some things offensively if he if he went in if he had to go in, uh, but Jacoby was able to finish the game. Uh, you know, we just felt like you know Tua at um, you know the where he was at was was you know better than um, you know making the elevation. You know, he's he's close, I would say, uh, but it really was just more of a. Um, how far can we make it? You know the throws we need to make, all of the throws we need to make. What was the, what was the final uh, decision made that you know Jacoby would start instead of Tua, and do you think he has a shot for Thursday? Uh, well, for Thursday, I mean, look, it's still day to day. We just got to see how he's doing. Um, it's a quick turnaround, so tomorrow, Tuesday, you know, and in the ensuing days. Um, I mean, we knew he was he was limited. He was trying to go. He was trying to go. We were, you know, basically testing it every day, um, to include today, and, and we just felt like couldn't couldn't do it, or couldn't do it, um, and make all the throws that we, we we needed we needed to make. But he's you know he's close. Yeah, like I said, it was really every every day was all right. Let's let's test it. Let's test it. Let's test it. It was a little bit better. A little bit better. A little bit better. Um, and we just felt like we, we you know was, we were better off you know going the route of uh, going with Jacoby. Like winning's always good. Um, you know that's why these guys prepare. They work hard. They Give great effort, so it's always it's always good to 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 win. It's hard to win in this league. Small margin for error, as we as we all we've talked about. Um, obviously, definitely some things that we need to uh, do a better job of, but um, it's good to win. Coach, what you learn about the guys in the locker room throughout the drought that allows you to coach them better? I mean, it's a resilient group, um, and, they, and they've stuck together, uh, which and I think that's. Um, a testament to the to the types of guys we have uh, in that locker room, uh, the unity that's in the locker room. So, um, I think that's that's important on a team. Coach, have you ever won a game where you turn it over five times? Um, you never want to turn it over. One is one too many. So five is you know just you know, uh, we're not going to win very many games doing that. Um, I bet if statistically you look at it, I mean I bet it's low. I mean you may have it um, very low. Um, but you know, you don't win in this league turning it over. I mean, it's the number one stat. Um, we got to do a better job of protecting it. Uh, thankfully, we got it off of them. Um, kind of evened it out to a degree, and yeah, we've got to do a better job from a, from a ball security standpoint. What's it like to see the young guys like Javon and Brandon step up and play big in, in a game that helps deliver a win together? I mean, it's good. I mean, we got a lot of young development players. Um, Getting playing time, getting getting a lot of experience, and um, I think those two guys are you know probably two of the 
um, hardest working guys we have, and it's, it's nice to see them, uh, you know, have some production, and um, yeah, it's nice to see that. Uh, you know, it's always communication, tackling, uh, you know, limiting big plays. You know, we work on getting the ball off, you know, really every day, and we're able to do that. Got some decent pressure on the quarterback. So, um, and then when you get in the red zone, those those plays are, you know, they're so critical. You know, especially at the end of the game, one of those is a touchdown instead of a field goal, and it's a whole different, um, whole different game. So, you know, we work a lot. We work on it a lot. Um, and uh, they executed today, so and it helped us. Brian, I know you probably gonna have to watch the film before you have a full assessment, but just knee-jerk reaction to Jacoby's game today. Uh, did enough to win, um, but you know I think there's a lot of things we got to do. We, we you know we didn't get done offensively. You know we didn't run it, you know efficiently, um, just without watching it. I think I think there's, there's a lot of things we got to correct. Um, but you know, like we always say, it's always you know good to make corrections, and you know after you win the game. But we definitely got to get a lot of things corrected offensively. I mean, I don't wanna, I'm not going to get into you know that it wasn't enough that we felt like we could um, you know make all the throws he needed to make. I mean, there's there's a lot that goes into that um, amount of practice. The Know, type of game that normally normal games get into. If you get into a whatever situation, it's just we just felt like it wasn't. Look, we're always going to do what's in the best interest of the team, um, and uh, we felt like you know he just wasn't physically ready. So there was Brian Flores post game here after the Dolphins' seventeen to nine victory. Seth, we usually go to you. You're our post game press conference consigliere, Love as you've been called on the on the show here. What do you think? What do you think of Coach's uh, post game demeanor this time? It's good to get a win, yeah, right? Exactly. I mean, it's exactly what he said, and that's what it is. He, he knows – Coach Flores knows that there's a lot to correct. I think if this were under any other circumstance, yeah. he would not be happy about five turnovers. He would not be happy about the, the running game's performance against one of the worst rushing defenses in the league. He would not be happy about not converting certain plays that should be touchdowns and end up in field goals or turnovers. But he needed a win. They, everybody needed a win. And so, I, you know, I, I respect the fact that he's going to let everybody just enjoy the fact that today they go home winners, and tomorrow they'll get, he'll get back to doing what he always does and start to, to correct those things. Don't you think, Juice? Yeah, and I think one of the things he said, and we talked about a little bit earlier in the show, is that the slim margin there is between victory and, and defeat, you know, and – no matter what, just getting a victory, no matter how ugly it is. There's no – we're not going to move up into rankings in football. You know, we're not going to go from number 10 in college football to number five with a win <laughs> today. It doesn't matter on Sunday. It's just find a way to get a win. And for a team like us that have lost seven straight, just getting a win. That, you know, and it, it cracks me up when I hear people talk, you know, and, and do these interviews when they know our coaches, man, how he's been reeling for the last seven weeks, how it's been tough in that locker room for the last seven weeks, how he's been able to keep the team together these last seven weeks when everybody else on the outside, the outside noise has been the way it has been, man. So, you know, I think he said it, what, three or four times. Yeah. It's good to get a win. <laughs> it's good to get a win. Yeah. And even the, even the press started chuckling a little bit about it because, honestly, it's, it's good to get a win. Bottom line. That's nope. what this game's all about. This is a win or lose. This is a win or lose game 
professional football. It's not beating by 30, not cover the spread. It's, n- it's none of that BS. Yeah. It's all about winning or losing. They went out there and they beat a team that they should have beat or they shouldn't have beat. There's, they lost teams they shouldn't have beat. I mean, they, they should have beat. So they went out there and they won the game, period. And that's all that matters. You don't think Bills fans would have liked to have driven the field there and scored a late touchdown to beat Jacksonville, have an ugly win opposed to an ugly loss? I, I'm not feeling badly for him no, if that's I'm, what I'm you're just, asking. But, yes, I agree you know, with you, Travis. thousand percent, Travis. So, so they lose that game. I want to just touch on something here real quick. we got a couple minutes left here. He did mention it's still day-to-day for Tua and the finger. He mentioned he banged it up in the game against Buffalo, and they tried it out all week. He was limited all week in practice and kind of split some of the reps there with Jacoby Brissett, obviously. But one thing I found interesting, Juice was that they ran an RPO play on the second play of the game, I think it was, and then they didn't come back to it. And that kind of makes me think that he was real. You heard Flores talk about it that he was close to playing. Makes me think that they thought maybe even up to today that he was going to play. Yeah, you know, I, I think so. No matter what, I think you know, especially something like that, it seemed like it's a day-to-day injury. You know, and, the, and when you have day-to-day injuries, it's going to be you never know up until game time when you wake up. How did I wake up feeling this morning? There's a swelling down. Can I grip the football? You know, especially with index in this thing index finger correct and that's one thing when as a quarterback you can't spin it it doesn't matter you talk about making the throws I mean that's that's the most important thing so if we can't if you can't make the basic throws if you can't grip a football and not only that you risk getting it banged up again yeah then what so what's the point so feeling comfortable about what they're doing in terms of you know having Jacoby in there what's what I think they are comfortable if, if you're not comfortable you did a bad job in setting this, this roster together in the first place you know Jacoby's come in he's done some good things done some bad things he had a rough day was up and down today but at the same time though you know you got a guy too that always I, I don't I doubt it was two that said he couldn't go today I doubt it because that's two his mentality man two probably wanted to go but I think the smarter thing was you know to give him a chance to 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 rest a few more days I almost promise you'll be ready for Baltimore, but I think we're into a game against the Texans that we can probably win against the Texans. Wait, you think they made a decision like that, Juice, where they said, well, we could probably beat these guys without them. Do you really think at this stage that they would have said that? That's how I feel. Wow. You know, that's exactly how I feel. I think man for man, you know, person to person, out there on that football field, we're definitely a better team than the Texans. Well, they were today. Yep. They were today, and they'll be tomorrow. And just watching, just <laughs> watching true. Tua in warmups, he, t- he talked about the types of throws. Like he he was driving the ball to the perimeter, and then they ran some seam routes where they were just kind of like he was kind of just throwing it. He was kind of lobbing it up there. And I was like, I, I don't know if that's ind- indicative of the fact that he couldn't do it or he just was kind of putting that type of throw out there. But I was watching the pregame warmup very closely, saw that, make of it what you will. But you heard from Brian Flores. I think that's pretty much what the situation is that he, that he mentioned there. So we'll talk about plenty more here, including game balls coming up. We'll have a drive of the game for you guys as well. Much, much more here to come. Get your new Kia with Gunther Plus at Gunther Kia or online at GuntherKia.com. For car buying done your way, you got to get to Gunther. Again, the final score from Hard Rock Stadium, Dolphins 17. Texans 9. You're listening to the fifth quarter postgame show on the Miami Dolphins radio network brought to you by the Palm Beaches. Check out South Florida's ultimate entertainment destination with world-class shows at Hard Rock Live, award-winning dining at Suppresso and Council Oak, and much, much more only at Seminole Hard Rock Hollywood. So, Seth, we talked about Tua Tungavailoa in that previous segment there and not playing in this game and the availability for the game on Thursday against the Baltimore Ravens. I'm going to throw it to you because you had a question you wanted to put to juice. Well, yeah, this is what I wanted to ask because, uh, you know, we've seen – 
a billion times if you've watched any professional football game or football on any level, you see the quarterbacks loosening up their arms. They do that pregame. They do that any time that there's an extended timeout to keep that arm loose. They do that when you start to see, okay, we're expecting a punt here and they want to get ready. And the quarterbacks are usually throwing to each other. The starter always has a receiver standing next to him catching for him so that the, that the starting quarterback doesn't have to catch the rock. And sometimes the, the, the backup guy does and sometimes he doesn't. Well, I see that Tua's not playing and he's got a finger issue, and I see him catching the ball, and then all of a sudden a receiver runs over there. So I'm asking you, is that on the receiver to kind of have your head on the swivel and know when are my quarterbacks going to warm up and I don't want to let them catch the ball and I don't want to be the guy responsible for somebody stubbing his finger or something? <laughs> you know, how, how does that – who determines what receiver catches for what quarterback? When yeah, that's a, that's, a great, that's a great question. I know when I got here, and I can always reflect on when I, you know, got to the Dolphins, I know for a fact that Danny always, always, always – Never, he never caught the ball from a receiver. Nor should he. But have. he always threw. He always threw to Clayton, for the most part in warm up. You know, in terms of those, you know, the little short ones at the beginning. Yeah. Threw to Clayton all the time. Then at the end of those, he stole like ten yard fastballs. You know, ten yard like bullets. And so when I got here, Urban Fryer came on. He was an elder statesman, so that was his guy. Where I'd be catching next to Danny, giving it to him, but he's throwing the fastballs to Irv. Throwing on Irv. Then when Irv left, I went to the other side. And you had a catch. I, I was catching the fastball okay. and it gets you hot, get you fired up. You know so it I mean? just kind of happens. It just kind of happens. Right you're of trying passage. to take that. You're trying to you kind of just take that role on with the starting quarterback. Now the fact that Tua didn't have anybody over there. I mean, we had what six? How many receivers we have dressed? Well, up? I don't know. We, we had a lot that weren't. You know, that's a whole <laughs> other segment. But, but or, or yeah, I got your where's, point. Where's Charlie and There's Joey? There's a bunch of tight ends. We could have Charlie catching. Charlie, Charlie's got sure. the best hands on the team. Yeah, you know? that's a good point. Two should have been catching his own balls today. That's that's the bottom line. But yeah, it kind of happens, man. You know, as the older you get, in terms of like that that you know the prestige, you know, that's an honor. When I when Irv left and Danny said you you got me today, man, that was the best thing that ever happened right there. So now. With Tua being out, we know and it, 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 what you can start doing now, Seth, is watching the pregame say, oh, <laughs> Jacoby's starting today. Right. Because you, you can tell by the, the quarterback that's catching his own balls right. to be the backup for sure. That's what I was wondering. I thought you were going to say that skipping out on those fastballs from Danny is the reason that all your fingers are still straight because most receivers that played with a damn Reno probably oh. have some, some Oh, I've dislocated fingers. all of them, Travis. <laughs> I don't know how or where. It might have been blocking it. Who knows where it's been. But I've dislocated all these bad boys, man. They're nasty. So we saw him a little bit today in the game, Seth, just kind of getting fired up and, and being that kind of chiller on the sidelines. Like, I guess maybe this is a question more for Juice. When you see your starting quarterback who's down, he's wearing the hat, got the you know, in the old days you have a clipboard. Now it's probably a little bit different. But what does that do for a team to see your quarterback, even though he's down, kind of involved in the game like that? Well, you know what? Look at back, look at history, and look at the quarterbacks you saw that were out there sitting on the bench with a, with a Parker on, on the you know, with the fan going, not, yeah, not sitting there, you know, being part of the team. Two is always we've, – we've never questioned two as a team player, as a leader, you know, as one of those guys that just loves to go out there and win and loves his teammates. So, yeah, I, I knew he'd be that way. Uh, I knew he'd be that way, man. And he's wishing any and everybody out there wearing the all-white today, which is by, by far my favorite. Your favorite. Man, I know it. By far my favorite. Man, that looked good today. Boy, that looked good today. <laughs> but I, I knew he was going to be the guy that's up there, you know, rooting his teammates on. And for sure. He, and think about it, too. He's still back up here. He's still got to be involved, you know, no matter what. He's still got to be involved in the game. He can't be sitting back there on the sideline, you know, messing around. And then when Jacoby comes to the sideline, they got to sit down. They got to look at, you know, the, uh, the tablet and everything and figure out what's going on next. But, uh, yeah, Tua's that guy. He's a, he's a hell of a leader. 
And, and bottom line, he's a hell of a teammate, and that, that showed today. Certainly the kind of guy you want to have in your locker room uh, in any, any instance. So we're going to talk more about that here coming up. We're going to talk for the first time in 56 days. I just did the math real quick. It's not difficult math. We're going <laughs> to do game one. balls. Math, you counted. Game <laughs> balls for the, the first time he carried in 56 one, days. Yeah, I mean, it's just a calendar I use, but whatever. One plus so, one is two. Miami Dolphins fans, are you ready for game day? With Cheez-It, you can choose your perfect game day snack made with 100% real cheese for a deliciously cheesy snack experience. So stock up on all your favorite flavors, and we'll see you back here at your favorite game. Again, the final score from Hard Rock Stadium, 17-9. Dolphins take this one. You're listening to the fifth quarter postgame show on the Miami Dolphins radio network, brought to you by the Palm Beaches. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.